Thank you for tuning in to Carbondale Historical Society's podcast. This episode is part of our This I Remember audio archive. This archive are interviews conducted in the 1980s and 90s by Mary Ferguson, a longtime resident of Carbondale, born in Spring Gulch. These interviews aired on Katie and Kay and were recently donated to the Historical Society by Mary's descendants. The Historical Society wants to thank Katie and Kay, Seven Stars Rebecca Lodge Number 91, Alpine Bank and Meredith and Dan Bullock Ferguson's family, as well as the many other donors and volunteers who came together to save these tapes and make them forever available to our Carbondale community. Enjoy. High school. In 1960, they combined with Basalt and changed the name to Roaring Fork. So we've just decided that we had to have, <clears throat> after 40 years, coverage there we decided we better shut it off <laughs> and so we stopped with 59. But Jean, you know there is uh, a rumor afoot that uh, Carbondale would like to change back to Carbondale Union High School. Well I think that would be great although I think the the Roaring Fork does have um, with the river there next to it you know it, it makes sense to call it Roaring Fork but uh, our memories are definitely connected with good old Carbondale Union High School, CUHS. Uh, Jeannie told you about graduating in 49. There were 13 in the class, and their graduation exercises would have been Friday the 13th. Take it from there. <laughs> well, we said, no way, we're not graduating on the 13th with 13 in the class. And we took it up with the superintendent of schools, and they did allow us to graduate on Thursday, May 12th. <laughs> I remember when um, my son was a member of that class, and I had borrowed the little table from the Methodist church and the little chairs, and I was giving him a birthday party. And all of a sudden, I missed him and Virginia Starrett. You know where I found them? They were licking the icing off of the birthday cake. Virginia, what do you have to say about that? The only thing I can say about it, Mary, is I don't remember it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I'm sure if you made it, the frosting was good. So you two are uh, both of you on your knees on the little table and just licking frosting like everything. So it was great. Now, uh, some of the other classes, what do you have to say about them? We have, when I graduated from, from the Carbonell Union High School, there were four graduating seniors. We started with 14 freshmen. Many of them graduated from Basalt and Glenwood and around here, and some of them didn't graduate at all. Last year, there were 64 graduating classes, so you know what has happened to the growth of our Carbondale schools. And... Um, teaching there all these years, we're still too crowded. What more do you have about your plans for the reunion? Well, I do think that uh, you touched something there when you said that many of them didn't graduate. And as we started back, we began to think of the students who had gone to school with us, the ones that we remembered. And of course, Virginia here is an honorary 1949 graduate. She skipped out on us and, and graduated somewhere else, <clears throat> which shall remain nameless. But uh, 
we decided that if anybody remembered any of these people, they had touched their lives in some way, and they ought to be included in our reunion. So we decided to ask everyone that was remembered, all the addresses we could get, and make it a real reunion in the true sense. And uh, I think that we all have so many nice memories and a lot of uh, some that we don't even want to talk about, but <laughs> they're there too. <laughs> Those are the ones you forget. <laughs> we try. The um, reunion has really developed in something even greater than that. It has given families a chance to have family reunions as well as school reunions. I know of several, several families that will be congregating here in Carbondale during July 1, 2, 3, 4 for the school reunion and for their own reunions. Yes, I've had a letter from a family that said they would be here. They said it would be 40 years this July since they left. And they have lived in the same place in Montana for 40 years. But they said when anybody asks them where they're from, they always say Carbondale. And they only lived here for seven years. So this little town can form quite an attachment to you. And it does draw you back eventually. There's something about Mom Soper's. That's the first thing I look at every morning. It sort of sets my day. If it's cloudy, so am I. <laughs> so uh, what are some of your other memories that you'd like to share with us? I don't know if this is a memory or not, but uh, as I can remember, our Jeannie and I started first grade together as well as several others. And we weren't grade conscious at that time as far as grouping. I think Carbondale at that time was a family unit. Uh, Mary Ferguson had four little boys. I mean, that was her family. We didn't get into the grades. Jeannie was the only girl with four boys. And four brothers. I, think, uh, I don't know uh, what it is today because my children are, have since grown and I'm not active in the community, but I, I believe that those of us that were in the even the 20s and the 30s and 40s uh, were very fortunate in being able to to know family units and helping one another and I think that is why we're having the response uh, of the, an entire family coming back and getting reacquainted. That is a, that's something that's Memories are treasured forever. I uh, think Martha Smith, Betty Crandall, Jeannie Taylor Ray, Margaret Marks, and Evelyn Cerise were the girls that started as first graders in this school. Am I correct in that? No, not quite. All I right. think um, those are the five. Those were the five that graduated, graduated. Okay. together. I think there were five of us who actually started first grade who graduated. That would have been Jack Harvey Ferguson, Bobby Smith, Martha Smith, myself, and um, Oliver Trujillo. Those were the five that started first grade and actually graduated together, plus Jenna, our honorary graduate. <laughs> Uh, we missed one year. We went to California one year 
to Los Angeles, and the kids went to school for one year, but they missed their friends, missed Monsopras, missed the snow, and were very unhappy on the streets of Los Angeles, so we came home. I have a question for you, Mary. Did you get to teach us in school? Did they let, did they let you teach no. your own children? I got uh, Kate on because there was no we had, uh, at one time, we had two grades. Instead of having four teachers for one grade, we'd have the first and second together, third and fourth together, and fifth and sixth together. And but I did. Wasn't it, uh, somehow I have it in my memory that uh, because Jack Harvey was your own child, He's, that he you skipped switched, me. You, we, we actually skipped you. Yes, because <laughs> uh, teachers were not supposed to teach your own kids, but I did get Kate on because there was no place to put him at that time, but in the, I think he was in the sixth grade or something like that, and so I did get to teach one of my kids. So, well, I think things have really changed since about school days, and however, that's not why we're here to talk. We are, mainly, I would like to say is there's a boy named Bob Smith that came to Carbondale on Potato Day and asked us what we were going to do for our 40th, and course he lives in, in uh, Loveland and uh, isn't here to do all the goodies so you know we're gonna send him the bill <laughs> <laughs> but we did call Jeannie and uh, Jeannie has spent many hours of Jeannie's in business here and she has remained in the valley and she is certainly on top of who and what and why and where people are and she spent many hours and uh, getting people and we are if you know any names or addresses of people that would be interested, please contact us because our wish is not to exclude anybody. But if we don't know where people are, we can't get the invitation to them. I think Jeannie, I think Virginia said a little more. I think she left something between the lines. As uh, growing up, their class was boy dominated. And now that all these boys are gone, they're going to take advantage of them, sending the bill, <laughs> letting yes. them do all, a lot of the little errands and chores that, since they're absent members right now and not here to defend themselves, more power to you girls. Absolutely. We have unanimously selected Jack and, and Early LaBelle and Bob Smith and... Um, Oh, I, I think we'll ring in all the rest of them. I mean, we have cleanup committees, we have setup committees, we have master of ceremonies. Oh, it's endless. And they're, you know, they're all in good health. And I can't see any excuse that they can possibly have. Another thing I might mention about our invitation, when Jenna mentioned it, uh, for those of you that have received it, You'll notice that on the left-hand side, there's a Conestoga wagon that says the 49ers underneath it, and we were known as the 49ers. Our prom had a Conestoga wagon dominating the gym, and it was all little uh, fires burning around the edges there. The, uh, on the right-hand side, there's the ship, and our, our motto, our class motto, was launched but not anchored. And these were taken from our actual class night and our baccalaureate uh, programs. The other thing I wanted to mention was on the 
for those of you that have received the invitation. And, and like Jenna said, if there's some of you who haven't, please contact us because we certainly want to get everyone that we can to come to this. And we are including a vital statistics form for your name and address and your spouse's name, a little personal information. We hope to put together a booklet. <clears throat> I should probably say book because... <laughs> With some 500 people? Well, we have sent out over 500 invitations. That probably, you know, you can't quite double it for Mr. and Mrs. But um, if we get a response of 400 people, that's what we're set up for at our banquet. And um, so this booklet is going to turn into more like a book, I'm sure, by the time we get it put together. But we do need the registration and uh, because we have to turn in our number of uh, people attending the banquet because we have to pay, prepay that. And also because we are a little bit afraid that there may be more people wanting to come than we have space for. So it's a good idea to get your reservations in as soon as possible. They can only seat 400 at the Holiday Inn. And that was the largest area we could find to hold our banquet. And the day at the park, I think, is pretty self-explanatory, starting out with the pancake breakfast, then the uh, memorial service for those that have passed away. And from that point, we are going to leave it up to the boys in the class who will prepare a little <laughs> program. Uh, there may be some school songs and a few school yells done by some of the former cheerleaders. Somebody said, let the old cheerleaders do it. <clears throat> I said, not this old cheerleader. <laughs> so I'm going to use the term former cheerleaders for those in the younger classes. <laughs> and uh, then from that point, there will be some tables, five tables set up in the park where we'll have memorabilia available, some photographs, um, old annuals, and then the, the uh, ones who are in charge of the tables are going to let their imaginations run wild, so no telling what will show up on that. There will also be food available in the park so that you don't have to bring your lunch. You'll be able to stay right there, chat, take pictures, get reacquainted with all your old friends, and eat. There should be sloppy joes and weenies and uh, ice cream and pie and coffee and soft drinks. I think that it's going to be a full meal available in the park. Jen, have you got anything more on that? You might, we might remind you that people that are interested in fundraising and would like to contact us about being a food vendor on that day in the park we'd be happy to talk to you and we do not want any of your proceeds so whatever you make is your own and uh, can, you can call Jeannie uh, and I really would like to have somebody do the baked potatoes you know that's what this valley's all about and I haven't found anybody say that they will bake the potatoes and uh, have them there that we can garnish them and so on and so forth the other thing I would suggest that um, 
we bring lawn chairs, those of us in the valley, uh, so that uh, we don't have to sit on the grass and so on and so forth, because I've, I'm sure we're going to be there a long time on Sunday in the park. It's going to take a long time to just say hello to everybody. That's your growing up days here in Carbondale. Uh, what are some of the changes that you see in our community? Both of you, Virginia, you've been gone for a long time, so when you came back, there was a change, and Jeannie, you're not too far away. So you have uh, been able to see some of our changes. Well, I'll tell you, I come to Carbondale, and I look for it, and I don't find it. I drive up and I go to Dudley's Pasture again, where we used to go with our sack lunches. <laughs> and there's all those houses over there. And I, I do see Holland's Lane, it's still there. But uh, those were really kind of rural areas and it was a real treat when you were in grade school to take your sack lunch and uh, get to go over either to Dudley's Pasture or Holland Lane. <laughs> that was a really big thrill. But no, the town has, has become, well, obviously it has grown and uh, it has a lot more to offer in the way of entertainment. But uh, basically I think if you dig down deep enough, you'll find that Carbondale is still there. It is, Carbondale is still here. You do have to, to see all of the improvements, all of the changes but basically Carbondale is still the same friendly little town. Virginia? I have two things, and number one, the street signs, you know, and I guess I refuse to recall what the street signs are because I've, somebody asked me directions, well, you go to the Taylor house and go left and go down to the Hinkle house and... <laughs> And I have my own little language, you know, so I kind of date myself. The other thing is the shopping. I can remember to get school supplies when we were in school. Uh, I think the drugstore possibly had some pencils and tablet paper, but anything else, you had to go to the dime store in Glenwood. Uh, and if anybody had ever told me that we would have a scratch pad where you could buy anything anything and everything is uh, scratch you know pad. i would have i would have said no way but it's here and uh, i'm a big supporter in in using what we have here and uh, and keep it here look at our circle super and our yellow front and all the other things that we never dreamed of having and in fact there's about eight places where you can go and have a nice meal or at one time, the nice meal came by going to your neighbor's house. Well, they were mighty fine meals. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> I can remember Jeannie's mother made the, you know, they had the four boys, and I don't know if they were all home, but to go to her house after school, and I know you can't see my hands, but they, Mrs. Taylor had these large trays of cinnamon rolls, and I don't know what else. But man, that was heaven, you know, to, uh, and sometimes we, we had raisins and nuts on it too, and frosting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and when my brothers went into the service, all of a sudden, there was nobody left at home. And all we had were these big kettles. <laughs> and if you can imagine, with just, because my father was working up at uh, Pando, Camp Hale, building that, uh, Army and camp. Army camp up there for the skiers. 
And uh, so there wasn't anybody there but Mother and I, and my youngest brother was there part of the time. But we had peeled two potatoes and float them in those <laughs> great big kettles. <laughs> we did have to get some smaller ones. Jeannie, I remember your father on Potato Day and other special days. He would dress up and come out as an Indian. And that was such an attraction to see Jake Taylor riding bareback most of the time, dressed as an Indian. Yes, that's right. Uh, he got that real Indian costume when he was uh, working with uh, MGM. And he played an Indian lots of times in the movies, and lots of times he drove wagons in uh, Westward Ho the Wagons. He was underneath the seat holding the reins while some of the women that were supposedly driving those wagons were sitting up there pretending. <laughs> and he also used to be a wrangler for MGM. That's quite interesting, but I, as I do, I remember on Potato Day, we always looked for Jake Taylor. Yes, do you remember when I dyed my horse purple <laughs> and rode in the Potato Day parade? <laughs> I intended to have my hair brown one time. I didn't want any gray hair, and this was a long time ago before I had any gray hair. So Dorothy Keepers told me this is what she used, so I tried it, and I went to school with purple hair. <laughs> I washed, it says on the package that seven washings would uh, do the, take out the color. So on Saturday, I washed it four times. On Sunday, I washed it three times, and I still went to school with purple hair. Little Bobby Meredith looked at me and told his mother, he said, I didn't think Mrs. Ferguson do anything like that. <laughs> so I haven't done it since. <laughs> well, that silver is very attractive, Mary. <laughs> what we will do. Virginia? I think that uh, I can remember a particular, uh, you know, when, any, when we, we grew our own chickens, you know, and we all ordered our chickens, and they all came in at the depot or maybe the they came office. to the post office, the post you know, office. and, uh, you know, uh, it was, everybody almost did the same thing, you know, you got your chickens and, and you incubate whatever you did, uh, keep them inside till you could put them out. I can remember the budget store. Uh, we didn't, you know, if we got uh, bananas once a year, we were lucky. You know, we only, we only had things on a, on a seasonal thing. And uh, I can remember lots of times he would call and say, I have the fish in or I have oysters or something. And uh, uh, that was, I remember that a lot. Billy Pings, who's the postmaster, he'd call you up and say, come and get your chickens. They <laughs> too much noise and they need to be watered. <laughs> so he'd come and get our chickens and take them home. Oh, that's true. They went behind the, the kitchen stove to keep them warm. So it's, uh, it's different, but it's still Carbondale. I, I think that's true, Mary. So, As far as recreation, I think Jeannie and I... I don't know which way. I think we rode horses first, and then we rode bicycles. It, it could be the other way around. But every now and then, as I'm driving along, and uh, particularly over on these white cliffs by the crystal, I can remember the day that Jeannie and I took our horses up there, and nobody knew where we were. And I don't know how we ever got down, do you? Well, I remember how we got up there. We had to swim the horses across the river. <laughs> Getting down, I think, was a problem, <laughs> but it was a lot easier going up. 
Well, I remember the going down. I can remember riding the bicycles, and then we stopped to eat our lunch, and we ran into the porcupine, and it threw the quills into the bicycles, and we had to run them back home. So uh, I think the kind of recreation and entertainment that we had was, you know, maybe it's different. It's different, but it was fun. It was the, simple. The weenie simple roasts times. that you would we take weenies down to the river and build a bonfire and I think kids that uh, don't uh, have a bonfire and roasting weenies out in the open are missing so much to me that was so great. I remember uh, snow sledding down uh, I think we called it slang I don't know what we called it but anyway down White Hill uh, the boys that could drive uh, older than we were after school would take the uh, drive a car up and break a trail for us and we would start a bonfire and we did not have anything waterproof we we barely had overshoes as i can remember you know but we'd have four or five pairs of mittens and we'd go up and then we would come down and change our mittens leave them by the fire to dry to dry and go do it again and uh, the same way with skiing what little bit of skiing there was around here was by the rope toes and uh, homemade skis and binders and uh, uh, we had just as much fun as I think the others doing it that way. We didn't have to go 40 miles. We stayed right here. <laughs> right. Well, another thing, when we were growing up in the 1940s, there was the Second World War. And, you know, everybody had to depend on the neighbors. You had rationing for tires and for gasoline. And sugar. And sugar. <laughs> and shoes. <laughs> and you never went any place unless you loaded your car full of people. And uh, that made us a lot closer. And lots of times when we wanted to have these weenie roasts that you spoke about, we'd get a farm truck. Somebody would bring a gas coupon. Lots of times, you know, they would also bring a lot of boots to put in the tires and patches. <laughs> and we'd go up to Bogan Flats, sometimes the, just as many as we could load in the back of one of those big old farm trucks with the high wooden racks on it. and. Uh, we would, we'd just take weenies and, and buns, and, and that was basically it. <laughs> and we had to depend on each other, and we were a lot closer, I think, because that was our recreation. The swimming pool in Glenwood was closed. It had been taken over by the Navy Department. So if we went swimming, we had to go swimming in the river. And, uh, and I shudder yet when I think of you kids going down here up by the bridge in that deep, deep hole there. You don't. You can't see it from the bridge, but nevertheless, it's there. Mm -hmm. I do too, all, Mary. <laughs> all of you came home safely, and my kids would say, "We weren't swimming. Well, why is the back of your head wet?" <laughs> so anyway, I appreciate you coming out tonight, and uh, wish you a lot of success with the um, reunion. And we will gain a lot of memories. Relive a lot of memories when all of the uh, when all of them come to visit, oh. come to stay. You did graduate and go to, or go to school in Carbondale, didn't you? Yes, Mary? I did. I graduated here, and then I've taught here, and I loved every minute of it. And is your family going to have a family reunion? We are having a family reunion. We're going to have three or four generations. <laughs> yes, we are going to have a complete family reunion. Well, thank so. you for asking us, Mary. I appreciate it. And I think uh, 
I want to see the whole town get involved. I'd like to see banners in all the windows saying, welcome COHS graduates, or not graduates, COHS students. Yes. Teachers, students, graduates, everyone. Everyone. This I, this I remember has been underwritten by the Heritage Park Care Center at 963-1500 and the Historic Redstone Inn, 963-2526. I'd like to thank Mary and her guest tonight. It was wonderful. Thank you for listening to another fantastic installment of This I Remember by Mary Ferguson. For the full archive of all of the episodes, please visit CarbondaleHistory.org. If you would like to be able to search through the entire transcription library of all of her episodes, please email info at CarbondaleHistory.org. Thanks so much. Stay tuned. Subscribe.